0: So what is going on guys is dk back at you with another video here to break down the five game nba main set on tuesday before i get into the video if you guys are new to the channel my name is dk i make daily videos and live stream for nba and nfl slates on DraftKings. before we get into the video i want to thank you guys again for the continued support closing in right now on 7.5 thousand subscribers if you guys do enjoy this content would really appreciate if you could leave a like button on the video subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to go live Let's aim for 300 likes on this video if we can get that. Um, if you guys cannot watch these videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. of a link down below. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com, also linked down below. And finally, I want to thank Price Picks for sponsoring the show. If you guys are not familiar with PrizePix, it's a site you can bet on uh, player props, right? So you're betting on fantasy projections here. So basically, again, LeBron James is projected for 50 fantasy points. Do you like the over or do you like the under on that? uh tomorrow that's basically the idea you can mix sports too like you can play a couple from college basketball a couple from nba um they have esports on here too so uh, again it's kind of a fun way to to get different from DraftKings. if you guys want to sign up you can use the code dkdfs dkdfs all one word link down below you get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars so you put a hundred dollars in you get two hundred dollars to play with but with that all out of the way let's jump in the video before we talk about players and their prices for the slate let's take a look back in my lineup here from monday so monday there was some tilting but I I made mistakes. I I made mistakes on Monday. Um, We can go over my lineup, but I got to warn you, there's a lot of snowflakes. Not great. Not great day for me. So, Luca, yes. Low on Luca, I hit on that. But Aaron Holiday, so I did not want to play Aaron Holiday. I did not want to play him at all. I had DeLon Wright in here, and we got news that he wasn't starting. They were starting Wayne Ellington. So, I figured that's one more body in the rotation. And I just had a little uneasy feeling. I was like, I think there's a chance he might get a DNP. So, the only option I had there was Aaron Holiday. And six fancy points. Thanks a lot. Again, did not want to play him at all. Um, The rest of my lineup, I went to Maxi Kleber once he got ruled starting as a value play. Picks up four fouls. Foul trouble. Um, And then the mistake I made here was John Wall. Was playing John Wall. So, you know, um, point guard was just so loaded today. And the best value play was Peyton Pritchard. And I knew it and I didn't play him so 100% I made a mistake there I tried I was just kind of set on, on playing John Wall I liked his price he said I mean the Dallas defense honestly is is pretty solid this year so got to take that in consideration for future slates they're they've been playing pretty well right they shut down like Miami to like what 80 something point, real life points um, but yeah it's just try to get too cute there and play John Wall should have just taken the, the free square and Peyton Pritchard I mean especially once Marcus Smart got rolled out they just had like very, very thin rotation. So yeah, definitely made a mistake there. What I should have done was, you know, obviously played Peyton Pritchard here and then upgraded like, you know, the value plays. Now Sadiq Bey was the absolute chalk. I honestly, I think we got a bit unlucky there. Like he, he was a guy that was going to play about 30 minutes. That game did stay close. Surprisingly, the reason why, um, he was pretty popular too. And the reason I felt a little bit more comfortable playing him was he was blowout proof. In my opinion, I looked at the roster. And I was like, you know what? He's going to play either way if the game stays close or the game blows out. Uh, just had a very, very low 11 fantasy points and I think close to 30 minutes. So, got to have been unlucky there. I think I think him and Peyton Pritchard were the two top value plays. But, yeah, Sadiq Bey, unfortunate. Again, he was the chalk in this one. But, yeah, my mistakes were, again, just I, I should have taken the free square with Peyton Pritchard, uh, and I knew it. So, that was a mistake, and it cost me big time. So, and also, again, the Max Kleber foul trouble. Didn't want to play Aaron Holiday at all, but I know their choice there. So just unfortunate the way it worked out for me. Hope you guys had a better night. Um, if you guys are curious what the core was, it was Luca, Holmes, Harrison Barnes, Steph Curry. I can see Harrison Barnes has a nice start for me. Zero, well one now. Um, I swear, if he if he lets me down when I finally buy into him, the tilt will actually be really we- real if that happens. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for the luck back end. Just a, just a frustrating night and a, and a night where I can 100% admit I made mistakes. So. Uh, let's move on to this five-game slate for Tuesday, and let's go uh, let's go team by team for this one. Uh, we don't have I looked on Bovada. We don't have any of the the Vegas odds out yet. So first, Utah and Brooklyn. On the Utah side, this is a good matchup for these guys. Rudy Gobert's price is now about right. Like he should be about eight K. Um, he's had back-to-back games, or that last game. I mean, against the Clippers, he got in foul trouble. That last game, or. Two games ago on the Clippers, he got in foul trouble. The last game was a blowout. He's normally going to play mid-30s minutes. And the matchup is solid here, but he's no longer like a a good play. I think he's just a fine play if you land on him. Um, Again, not not a priority for me. Donovan Mitchell has been just a little up and down. 7-4 seems a little cheap for this matchup, a little cheap. So uh, I think he is playable. Again, does have some upside here. Mike Conley. Also been up and down. Um he's had a couple big games, a couple kind of letdown games. It's just the Jazz are a team I never like seeing on a slate, to be honest, because it just they're not a team that they play really slow and they're a good defensive team, and they're just a balanced team. So it's always hard to figure out like who it's gonna be for the Jazz. Like they have Bojan that'll play big minutes, but very, very scoring dependent. I mean, look, right, when he's not hitting his shots, the floor is literally single digits. But when he's hitting his shots, he can go for 30 plus. So, Bojan's one of the guys I just never, ever play in DFS. Never, ever play because the floor is just so low. Um, Would rather play guys who fill up a stat sheet, and then when they're having a good shooting night, they have a great night, rather than the guys who are scoring dependent, and when they're not hitting the shots, they they will absolutely ruin your lineup. So, yeah, he's just a guy I never play in DFS. Jordan Clarkson's at 5'2", eh, a little pricey now. I do like the matchup, but he's only like 19, 21, 20. The minutes are not as high on Jordan Clarkson was I would like to be. So, yeah, not as excited there. Royce O'Neal had a big game last game, but I would pump the brakes. 35 is like the absolute ceiling for Royce O'Neal. He's a lower usage guy. He should play over 30 minutes. But what can you, what you can expect normally from Royce O'Neal is like 15 to 25 fancy points. So at 4'8", is it needed in the slate? I don't know. And Ingles isn't playing huge minutes either. He's been a little up and down. Um, There's just no one really that stands out on the Jazz. I just, again, I don't like seeing the Jazz in the slate. They're all like fine plays, filler plays, but no one I'm prioritizing really. Now let's talk about Brooklyn. So Brooklyn, we got to mention KD, right? KD is out. So this changes some things. Even in a bad matchup, I have interest in Kyrie and Levert because... If you look at the rest of this roster, it's just a bunch of low usage guys. So it's going to be Kyrie. It's going to be Lavert. I like them both. I assume Lavert is going to start. If he doesn't start, it would make him a little riskier because, you know, Lavert's only been playing like mid 20s minutes off the bench. That's not great. Both note with such a high usage guy out of the offense like KD, I would assume he starts, but you never know. Uh, they could change some things around. They've been starting TLC. I mean, they could move Torian Prince in the starting lineup. We'll see what they do. If Levert does start, we would like him a lot more. I still think he's viable either way because he's going to have to do a lot more offensively with KD off the court. Obviously, I've mentioned Kyrie as well. He is going to be the main guy, the guy the offense runs around, Kyrie Irving. So even in a bad spot, I think he is one of the better spend ups of the slate. So yeah, Kyrie and Karis Levert are the two guys I'm looking to. As far as the value, I don't know if we have to go here. Like Jordan and Allen are splitting the minutes. Jared Allen is playing more recently or playing a little bit more recently and he has more upside, but 6K. Right, it's just like mm, don't think we have to do it. Like Joe Harris is fine; his role is not going to change. He's going to stand in the corner, shoot threes, maybe fall into some rebounds. So I think he's just a fine play. I uh, would definitely prioritize Karis Lavert over Joe Harris in the mid range. Again, Deandre Jordan's minutes are going down. TLC will probably start, but again, reliant on the scoring has a pretty low floor. And then they just run like a big bunch of like low upside guys. In the lineup, like they have Torian Prince, they'll so play about 20 minutes. Shamit probably about 20 minutes. Jeff Green will probably play about 20 minutes. So it's just like probably prefer who, who if if one of these guys starts, like I would probably prefer that guy the most. Now Torian Prince started that last game. Katie was out against Memphis. Only played 19 minutes. So it's like, do we have to go here? I don't know if we have to, but yeah, I think if they do start one of those value guys, like whether it be like Prince or Jeff Green, probably would prefer them for value. But really it's a, it's the main two guys there with Kyrie and Levert with Kevin Durant out of the lineup. Now Lakers and Memphis, I just, this game, I have an uneasy feeling about this Memphis team is really not good with no John Morant. And there's definitely some blowout risk. LeBron James, they've, they've had him list as questionable the last like five games he's going to play. So with LeBron and AD playing in a good matchup, I think they're good options at the top. But again, I'm just a little bit worried. This game does not say competitive. So I think um, if you do play one of these Lakers guys, it probably would make sense to run it back with either like a, I don't know, Dylan Brooks or Kyle Ant- One of those guys where like they're going to have to have a big game if, if Memphis is going to stay competitive. Now, I said the same thing about uh, Milwaukee and Detroit tonight. I said if you're playing Giannis Antetokounmpo, to run it back with Derrick Rose or Jeremy Grant. And Derrick Rose had the huge game. I forget what he finished with fantasy points-wise, but I saw he had like mid-20s real-life points, like seven assists. Um, so d Rose smashed. Again, if you played Giannis, also had a really good game. Um, but that's kind of my same analysis here. And I'll, it's going to be the same thing with Minnesota and Denver again, which I said in the last slate. I said, if you're going to play Jokic, run it back with either d Low or Beasley because I'm not convinced that game is his competitive. If it does, we know where it's coming from. Um, but yeah, back to the Lakers again. So LeBron and AD are, are good options at the top, but again, a little worried uh, about this game staying or blowing out schroeder is just a fine play in the mid-range um when both lebron and ad are playing he's just a secondary play i'm not going to play that uh pay that price for montrez harold again kuzma i'm not going to get to unless lebron is out he's just too scoring dependent when, when lebron and ad are both there he's just too reliant on the scoring so yeah i'm just not going to kuzma at that price marcus saw at 4-3 play about 20 minutes you can punt with him but i don't know if it's needed well kcp this is actually pretty big news He's listed as questionable. Mentioned THT as a sneaky value play last slate. And with KCP out, THT came out the bench and played 24 minutes. So if KCP is out again, I actually have interest in THT for value. And if you guys follow me in the preseason, this is a guy that made us a ton of money. Um, I'm, again, if KCP is out, I think we get about 20 minutes from THT. He's a talented guy. If the game blows out, that's even better for him because he'll get extended more. So I have interest in THT. And if you're playing for the blowout, If you think this game does blow out, I think you want to... Again, I think he looks even better. Let's move on to Memphis. So, again, still no John Morant. Jonas Valanciunas at 7-6. Really hasn't had, like, a big game yet. Um, Expected him to do a little bit better here with no John Morant. It is a tougher matchup, so I think he's just a secondary play for me. Now, Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, these are the two guys that have to step it up if they want to keep it close. Now, Dylan Brooks, again, shot the ball 3 of 15. Did not shoot it well, um, but he's the shot attempts will be there for him. It's just a matter of does he hit his shots. So, again, if you're playing LeBron or AD, I would run it back with probably one of Dylan Brooks or Kyle Anderson. Slow-mo's been pretty solid. He's had some, said had three 40 fantasy point games this year. So, those two are decent plays in the mid-range. But, again, like I said, I'm a little concerned this game is not say so competitive. Tyus Jones at 5'7", should play over 30 minutes. Fine play, not a priority. Brandon Clark at 5'3", probably plays mid-20s minutes. Again, fine, not a priority. Gorgie Jang has been getting extended a little bit because of the blowouts. I think we probably get 15 to 20 minutes out of him if the game stays close, probably 20 plus if the game does blow out. I actually think he's a decent punt play. Now, my only concern is I think people box score watch and see 18, 30, 30, and 19, and he'll probably be pretty high owned. If he's going to be like really popular for value, then I'll just look elsewhere. But yeah, if we get again, I expect about 15 to 20 minutes in a close game, probably 20 plus in a blowout. I think he is a decent punt play at that price. The issue I have with these guards is D'Anthony Melton is now healthy. So, and you know, is he gonna play the full game? We're not really sure. So, you know, that kind of hurts Desmond Bain. It, it conchar's out. You know, Grayson Allen's healthy. You can punt with one of these guards. You know, Bain's did Bain's price came up to four two. Just I don't know if I would do it on this slate. Xavier Tillman also played a bit like he he in his first game back. So it's just eh, I think the only bench guy I would really consider would probably be Gorgie Jang there on Memphis. Plus move on to Minnesota and Denver. So again, my same analysis, right? If you're playing Jokic or Jamal Murray, you're gonna want to run it back with one of these two guys. I said these are the two guys who have to have big games. D'Lo, 40 fancy points last game. They keep kept it close. Malik Beasley, 48. But When I play them against Washington in a much better matchup, a much easier matchup, they get blown out. Isn't that just cool? Uh, So there's a little tilting for you. But, um, yeah, D'Lo, Malik Beasley, like them both, more contrarian plays because I think there's a chance this Minnesota team is really not good. So definitely a chance this game blows out too. But, again, if you are playing Jokic or Jamal Murray, you're going to want to run it back with one of these two guys because – The only way Jokic and Jamal Murray have, like, a huge upside game is if this game stays close. The only way this game stays close is if D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, one or both, have big games. Nas Reed, I just, I'm not going to do it on this slate. Against Nicole Jokic, they started Ed Davis, too, and just, I'm not playing him against Nicole Jokic. He just can't keep his hands to himself. So, yeah, if I knew he was going to stay out of foul trouble and play close to 30 minutes, I would really like him. But it's just every single game he's in foul trouble. Rubio secondary play of 5k. Same with Edwards Culver four four has been up and down. Five fancy points when he was chalk, and then 33 the next night. So man, I can't imagine the tilt if you played Jared Culver here because he was actually pretty popular. Five fancy points next night, 33. I feel for if you played uh, if you played uh, him two days or two games ago. But Ed Davis, so they started him last game. Curious to see what they do again if he picks up the start. I would think he probably gets close to 20 minutes at least, as long as he stays out of foul trouble. But again, he was also in foul trouble against Jokic. So 3.4K, if they start Ed Davis again at center, I think he's a viable punt. They also did start Wancho Hernan Gomez. He played 26 minutes, didn't do a ton in in those minutes. But if he starts again, I think he would be a viable punt. Again, he's a decent offensive player, so would have some interest in him if he does pick up a start. But... That's really it there from the Minnesota side. And the Denver side is the top two guys. Jokic, Murray, both look fantastic in this matchup. Jokic got in a little bit of foul trouble, still crushed in 32 minutes. Jamal Murray had a ceiling game. He went for, I think, 50, yeah 51. So these two are just in a fantastic matchup. Again, third time I'm saying this, but if you're playing one of these two guys, I would run it back from all those Minnesota guys. I would. So, yeah, really like Jokic, really like Murray. Same thing they'll say about Lakers and Memphis. I'm a little bit worried this game does not stay competitive. Will Barton, a 5'7". So, you know, if you played him last slate, you got a bit unlucky. He only played 22 Mets, wasn't in foul trouble. So, yeah, he didn't shoot the ball well, but that's not a good sign that he only played 22 minutes. So, if I knew Will Barton was going to play mid-30s Mets in, in this matchup, I would like him a good amount. But, again, a little uneasy feeling based off that last game. Like, Paul Millsap's not playing a ton of minutes. I don't know if we have to go there. Gary Harris is just such a low floor. <laughs> Six fancy points at last game. Monte Morris at eight played a little bit more the last game, but again, almost 5K. Do we have to do that? They just have, like, Jamichael Green, again, played a little bit more because the Jokic foul trouble. How many minutes does he get without the Jokic foul trouble? I'm not sure, but I think they're kind of using him, like, not, not necessarily like a Jeremy Grant role, but he's coming off the bench and should get some decent minutes. Again, played 27 the last game. I think he's a viable punt play. Again, 12 the first game, 27 the second game. I would think we get somewhere in between that for, for minutes-wise for Jermichael Green, so maybe like 18 to 20. So, yeah, he's a viable punt. P.J. Dozier is actually an interesting contrarian play. Hasn't really done a ton with the Mets he's been getting, but has gotten 23 and 20 minutes. Only 12 fancy points in those games, but 3.2K doesn't need a ton, and if this game does blow out, he's going to get extended. So same thing I'll say about THT. If you think the Lakers blow them out, you want to play THT. If you think that the Nuggets bowled him out, I think you want interest in a guy like P.J. Dozier. All right, let's move on to San Antonio and the Clippers. So, on the Spurs side, DeRozan, the offense has been running through him. He's been really consistent. It was on pace to have a really nice game again, and the game blew out. So, sure, Price is up to 7-9. The matchup against the Clippers is not necessarily the best, but he's been really good. And he's been really consistent, stuff in the stat sheet. I think he is firmly in play in the mid-range. Uh, DeJounte Murray is at six, eight shot the ball one of 13 last game. So more of an outlier, uh, that he shot the ball that bad. He does have upside too. I would say he has a little bit more variance though. DeRozan, I think at the moment is a little safer. DeJounte Murray, a little, uh, a little more up and down. Um, Derek White, let's see. They already, do they already sideline him? Yeah. So he's. Okay, so he's he's out for this game. I was just reading that to make sure that. So he is out. Again, you can feel a little more comfortable with Jontae Murray's minutes. Now, Keldon Johnson's also been coming. He's been playing really well this season. He's getting good run. He had 36 fancy points that last game. Like, this guy has some upside. So sure, the price is coming up. I still think he's viable. Now, for me, I would still feel more comfortable with DeMar DeRozan. But I think Keldon is also in play in the mid-range. Aldridge is questionable. Once again, we'll see if he's available to play. He's really been kind of disappointing the games he's played so far. If he is out, Jakob Pertl will probably start and play 20 to 25 minutes. But at 4.8, not a great price on him. I think Rudy Gay is an interesting play at this price. Probably plays mid-20s minutes. He's a guy that is a decent fancy point for guy. So I think he's a fine play. Um, Lonnie Walker at 4.4 did only play 22 minutes with no Derek White, so that was a little bit concerning. Minutes a little up and down, riskier value play. Uh, I think Patty Mills is in the mix, too, for value. The minutes have been consistent for him, 23, 22, 25, and 23 minutes. There's not a ton of standout value, so I think, I think Patty Mills is definitely a viable value play. And then that's it. Like Drew, Eubanks, Trey Lyles, they've kind of been taking turns on who's backing up, um, who's backing up... Um, Jakob Pertle with no Aldridge. So, I don't know if I want to go to either of them. I think that's getting a little bit too cute. And that's it for the Spurs. So, Clipper side, we have a revenge game narrator for Kawhi Leonard at 9-1. I mean, this price looks pretty good for Kawhi. He shot the ball 4 of 21 last game. So, if you you played Kawhi, I feel for you. Man, that is... That is just terrible. 4 of 21. He's not going to shoot like that again. Revenge spot. Price is down. So, I always hammer it down in these videos. I love... Love buying low on guys. I love buying buying on guys after a bad game, price coming down. He shot four of twenty-one. I will tell you, he was not gonna shoot four of twenty-one again. Also, five hundred dollar decrease in price plus a good matchup. I think why is one of the better plays on, on the board here at 9-1. Like him a lot. Um, Paul George at 8-8 has been really good. 50 plus fancy points the last three games. He's also been getting an insane amount of peripheral stats. One block, six steals. One block, two steals. No, he is a guy. He's a good defender. He's a guy that will get some steals. So I think Paul George also firmly in play. And he's getting a ton of shots up. 15, 22, 24 shot attempts for Paul George. So I like both these guys. um, I think I would give the edge to Kawhi. uh, But both of the top Clippers guys, I think, are a little bit underpriced. Firmly, firmly in play. Now, with Ibaka versus Iviche Zubak, Ibaka has been getting more run recently here. 23, then 34, then 25 minutes. So, I think we probably get about mid-20s minutes. He's a little bit more in play now because he's been getting extended a bit. Where Zubak, the minutes have been going a little bit down. Did play 23 the last game, but before that, 14, 15, 18. So, I think Ibaka is a decent play there in the mid-range. Again, a little bit more viable now that he's been getting some more minutes. There's still no Marcus Morris. So, sure, you can pull Nick Batum. Has a pretty low floor, but should get about thirty minutes. I think he's a fine play. Lou Williams actually intrigues me for value. Does have a somewhat low floor. We've seen it in the last couple of games with fourteen and ten fancy points, but also ceiling for Lou Williams is probably like thirty five plus. Like those two, the the two previous games, thirty one and twenty six in blowouts, right? So he was on pace for probably twenty mid twenties minutes. Four point three k doesn't need a ton to pay off a salary. I actually am intrigued for him and by him in GPPs. And I think Patrick Beverly is actually an okay value play. 28 and 28 Mets in back-to-back games. Not a guy that has a ton of upside, but I think he's for a starting point guard that can get you some steals and blocks. I think he's in play for value. Luke Kennard at 3-9. You can do it. For me, though, I would rather take a shot on Lou Williams at a similar price. And that's really it there for the Clippers. So let's finish up with Chicago and Portland. This is the game that I feel the best about. I think this game has a lot of upside if it can stay close. Now, with Chicago, they're still pretty thin. Still no Laurie Markkinen, still no Sanoranski, and still no Ryan Archendiakono, still no Hutchinson. So, again, they're thin. The top three guys, I think, all look pretty good. in Levine, Kobe White, Otto Porter Jr. I like all three in a good matchup. Again, this game should stay close. Levine had a big game last game, 39 minutes, 59 fancy points. He has a good amount of upside in this matchup. So, sure, Price came up to 8K. I don't know if it came up enough. I, I do like Levine a good amount. I still have Kobe White, too. He's had kind of a slow start to the season, but he still has upside. He does. He can get you, obviously, a good amount of assists and rebound the ball, right? He can stuff the stat sheet. We haven't really seen the ceiling game from Kobe White, but it's there. He has 40-plus fantasy point upside. It's a good matchup. I'm also intrigued by Kobe White. And finally, Otto Porter. Now, he's not going to play as many minutes. I expect about 30 in a close game. But he is going to be you know, one of the top options on offense. Again, good matchup against Portland. I think Otto Porter, also viable play here at 6.4K. So the top three guys I do like for Chicago. Now, Wonder Carter Jr. at 5'7". Minutes have been a little up and down on him. Did only play 23 the last game in a close game. So wasn't really in fo- a little concerning he only played 23 minutes. So not as excited about Wonder Carter Jr. Thad Young, the price is up. I think he's a fine play only 14 minutes in back-to-back games, which should play, you know, mid-20s mid minutes. So, again, fine, not a priority for me. Patrick Williams at 4-2, kind of the same thing. If you land on him, it's decent, but I'm not going to go out of my way to play him. Garrett Temple will get minutes, but he's not really doing much with the minutes. So, 3.3K is really cheap for a guy that probably plays mid-20s minutes. I, you can throw him in the mix. Uh, and then finally, Daniel Gafford's at 3-3. I actually think he's a viable punt here. 22, 16, 19 minutes. I expect somewhere between 15 to 20 minutes. I mean, he's a good point for a guy. I think he's a, a guy you can look to for some salary relief. Denzel Valentine at 3-2. Again, playing like 15 to 20 minutes. You can throw him in the mix too because he's that cheap. But really, it's the main interest, obviously, is the top three guys there with Levine, Kobe White, Otto Porter Jr. Let's finish it up with Portland. So Lillard, CJ in a great spot here. I have interest in both uh, have a lot of upside. Both should play, you know, mid to high thirties minutes if this game does stay competitive. So sure. Lillard nine, eight is not like we're getting him at a great discount, but I do like the matchup a lot for him firmly in play. CJ, you can argue has been playing better than Lillard. Um, He is cheaper too. So you can make the argument to play CJ over Lillard, but I like both guards here. And I'm pretty high on, on buying low on Yusof Nurkic. Again, I hammer it down in these videos to buy low on guys. Well, yes, he screwed me the last game because Cantor had the game of his life. I missed the cash by a couple points the other night in gbps because Nurkic just doesn't play the fourth. They close with Cantor. So re- was really happy about that. But I the, the matchup here against the Bulls. Love targeting bigs against the Bulls. Nurkic has really been struggling. People are going to look elsewhere because of recency bias. The upside of Nurkic in this type of matchup is 40-plus. So I will be playing Yusuf Nurkic tomorrow. I don't think the ownership is going to be that high, but love his upside. Love buying low on guys after bad games. I know he's been struggling. I get it, right? I know he has not been shooting well, but this matchup against the Bulls at that price should, if he's playing decent play about 30 minutes. I'm really high on Yusuf Nurkic at this price. If you think he continues to struggle, if you think Nurkic continues to struggle, then you can look to Ennis Kanter. Again, they close with him. He had the game of his life, 44 fancy points in 24 minutes. He's also a good point-branded guy. So sure, the price is up, but if you think Nurkic continues to struggle, you can look to Cantor. I'm okay with it. Again, I told you guys I will be playing Yusuf Nurkic. Now the wings on Portland, with Gary Trent Jr. healthy, they have like four wings they'll use. And like Covington, Mello, Jones Jr. and Trent Jr. The minutes went way down in Derek Jones Jr. to only 17. He did get in some foul trouble. Uh, I just I don't know what the minutes are going to be like for these wings. Like, I guess my favorite probably would be Mello at 4-4. I think he gets mid-20s minutes. Like Again, good matchup. I think Mello would probably be the guy if I'm going to pick one of these guys. You know, Gary Trent Jr. did play 32 minutes, but there was some foul trouble with uh, Derek Jones Jr. And... You know, the four is somewhat low on, on him if he's not hitting his shots but also the upside is there when he is getting hot so gary trent jr you can look to in gpps because when he is nailing his threes he does have some upside and then that's really it for me for the portland side and that's going to do it for the video today guys so if you have been enjoying the content so far i'd really appreciate it. if you leave a like button on the video subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you don't to upload videos you don't know to live uh but yeah thanks again guys i hope you guys have a great night and i will see you all tomorrow in the live stream